Hello and welcome to Story You Talk Radio. I am your host, Coach Debbie, and I join you here every Thursday at four o'clock Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And I like to talk to you about the stories we live by and the stories we're writing. And how is it that we show up in our life and manage all these stories? <laughs> and sometimes how is it that we manage all the feelings that go with the stories? And on today's show, how is it that we follow the road to our expertise? Because these stories that matter to us are rolled up and often offering us a road of expertise. So we're going to get into that today. I'll be taking your calls if you would like to call the station. I've got my Facebook fired up. I've got Messenger ready. And I'd love to hear from you if there's anything you want to talk about. I've already had a nice conversation with Al to prepare for today's show, as well as a conversation with Michael. So I'll be bringing you some of the ideas of these lovely people I work with. Also some ideas from Rebecca. And I'll be offering you some live coaching here. And like I said, we're really interested in following the road to your expertise following the road to your expertise. I hope it rings a little similarity there with Joseph Campbell's idea, which is follow your bliss. Many of you know that I studied Joseph Campbell extensively because that whole notion that, that we, are all, we are all living by a certain pattern and we have so many choices and mentors and allies and sometimes enemies and, and such along the way that, that that script of the hero's journey really had an impression on me. I found that people that were in the arts were living by a hero's journey. I found people that were dealing with a lot of recovery were also following a hero's journey. People that have radio shows are following heroic journeys. Entrepreneurs, teachers, little kids, big kids, retiring kids. There are these times in our life when we go through cycles. And I just find it very, very interesting to take that observer seat and notice what is the road we're on trying to teach us. Joseph Campbell would say, if you want to know, follow your bliss. And what he's talking about is lay down some of those, some of those fears, some of those things that might block you and have an enthusiast spirit and follow that road in front of you. Follow the road that calls to you that sparks your creativity and that keeps you interested. And there you will find that you're on your way to your expertise. 
So like I said, I had conversations with Rebecca and Michael and Al about these topics. They're all three people that I am coaching right now. And I am very happy to have conversations with you. If you would like to talk about this today, the road to your expertise, the number here is 1-888-298-5569. You can also go to my Facebook page, and that's Debbie Handrich. That's my Facebook page. Debbie is spelled with a Y, so it's D-E-B-B-Y. And Handrich is just like it sounds. It's H-A-N-D-R-I-C-H. So I will be checking those areas, uh, the messenger, Facebook messenger. And if you want to even join some of the posts I have up and comment, I'll be checking that as well. We take a break at 20 minutes after and 40 minutes after. So that might give you a chance to write in or call in and let us know you got something you want to talk about. All righty. So following the road to your expertise, I was thinking about this today, the notion that people have said to me, I I would like to work with you and be coached in writing uh, because I really need an expert at my side. And I've noticed how I've kind of tingled and thought, ooh, an expert, ooh, kind of like that. I remember being uh, in my 30s and a corporation hired me to come out and speak to their engineers and really help them get clear about writing proposals for their clients. And one of the young girls came up to me afterwards and said, would you be willing to tutor me? I know you're here to offer these classes, but I just feel like I need extra. And I really, really want to invest in working with an expert. I think that was the first time I heard someone use the word expert while they were making eye contact with me. And I about fainted. I, I thought, you know, I'm I'm qualified to give a, a little talk to the company and, and work with a group. But this gal, she wanted one-on-one attention. And she made it very clear, I want to work with an expert. And she was looking at me and recognizing that there was an expert inside of me. And I hadn't quite done that yet for myself. So I remember going home and telling uh, my sweetheart at the time, you know, so-and-so said she, she wants to work with an expert. and She's looking right at me. And he said, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I said, but, you know, I've only been doing this sort of thing for about five years now. And I really, I really felt supported when he offered up his definition at that time of what expert meant. And I can't give it to you word for word. But what I can tell you is that over the years, I've gone back and looked it up and I've 
I've kind of sussed it down to just this little bit. An expert is someone that has been in an area long enough that they have a broad sense. So if you bring up subtopics, that expert can talk about most of those subtopics, at least broadly. But an expert also has specialty. So within some of those broad areas, an expert can go quite deep. And and it might be just one, or it, it might be a handful of subtopics. So for example, if if someone were to say, Coach Debbie is an expert in writing, you know, I might feel a little nervous at first. I might feel my knees start to shake, like writing, writing is so broad. But I can say I I do have a lot of experience with fiction writing, creative nonfiction writing. I have a certain amount of experience with poetry, definitely with publishing, definitely with literary magazines. I have experience with research writing. I have some experience with technical writing. I have a lot of experience writing from the heart and from journaling. So experience is not the same as expertise, but part of having experience starts to set you up for where you want to take your specialty. And I do have specialty, for example, in the area of memoir and short fiction writing and creative nonfiction and literary publishing. I do. I have, I have expertise there. And sometimes I shy away from that. I, I'm sitting here looking at my microphone and I'm noticing how I'm putting more and more space between myself and <laughs> the microphone. I'm starting to shy away from the notion of expertise. So I bet you find yourself doing that too and thinking, oh my goodness, expert, such a big word. But think about what it means and think about how it plays out in your life. You know, if, if you are a landscape artist, there's going to be certain areas where you really excel. Maybe you are specialized in Japanese gardens. So you, you have that architectural landscape ability. And if someone calls you, they can ask all kinds of questions about landscaping. But maybe you feel more comfortable speaking into the microphone when people are talking about Japanese gardens. Just an example. Maybe you are someone who has been a parent to five children. And maybe when you had one child, you would not have said yet that you're an expert. Maybe you felt like you were fumbling your way through it. And maybe now that you have five children, the thought of claiming expertise is uh, a little knee-knocking and uh, scares you. But if I were to quiz you on how do you handle a particular situation, 
What do you do when the children say they're not going to school in the morning? You might have an immediate response. And that comes right out of your expertise. That's where your responding comes from. So expertise is that road you take when you have an interest, when you're willing to fulfill that interest with walking further and further down the road, when you're willing to ask questions, when you're willing to stay committed and make more decisions. Expertise, I would say, happens when you are willing to collaborate, when you're willing to hear the advice of others and do your own homework so you can make best decisions for yourself. That's you on the road of expertise. And I think a lot of us get confused with the idea that an expert knows all. Probably an expert does not know all. Probably there are very, very few, if none, who know all. But to be on the road of expertise, at least if you ask me, and again, my, my opinions often follow that road that Joseph Campbell talks about. If you're on that road of expertise, you are... You are looking ahead with with your long-distance vision so that you can basically put one foot in front of the other and follow that road. And you do it with a certain level of joy and curiosity. And it's not to say that you won't run into fear, because I'm just going to warn you, you're going to run into a lot of fear. But... What, what I love about following the road of expertise is that you don't have to, how can I say this? You're not the one that, that laid the road or paved the road. You're not that one. You're the one walking step after step along the road with your eyes open you're listening, you're, you're sniffing, you're tasting, you're breathing, you're smelling, you're noticing, you're stopping, you're thinking. You're following that road and you're making decisions as you go. But it is not up to you to be the one, the very, 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 very first one that, as we might say, created the road or the path. You're, you're branching out and, and creating your own way down the road. You're, you're deciding if you dance or skip or hop or walk or cartwheel down that road. And you're making your own impressions on that road. But you're, you're also not limited by someone else's creation. You get to do it your way. And that's because you are committed to cultivating your own expertise. I like to think there are, there are no um, duplicates or replications out there. 
You know, one person has a business and the next person has their business. And even if both of them are in the business of selling ties, not everyone does it the same. I mean, if we come back to some some businesses we've known that have grown hugely, at least in in the U.S., as long as I can remember, there's always been a McDonald's and then just one block away, a jack-in-the-box. You know, they compete, but they both have their own ways of doing things. And you would say they're similar. You know, they have fast and convenient food that you can drive up, pay for, and go and eat in your car, but they both have their own way or their own path, their own slogan, their own brand that has allowed them to claim their individual expertise. So that's what we're going to be talking about here today. Like I said, I'm taking your calls. I am taking your messages in Facebook And I'm also taking a break right here. So if you have something you want to send my way, why don't you do so now? And we are going to come right back. Stay tuned. I'm Nathan Mum, and I'm the host of Tech Time Radio. Tech Time Radio is officially on KKNW from Saturdays from 4 to 5 p.m. You can listen to our show live. We are excited to also then rebroadcast our episodes on Thursday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. The hosts cover top tech stories with a funny spin. That's good. Hooked on phonics worked for you, didn't it? (laughs) It Just a little bit. Grab your weekly technology without having to geek out. Yeah, I can imagine. We talk technology for the everyday common person. Hi, I'm Dr. Shelley Place with today's tip for kids from the American Academy of Pediatrics. Kids are full of energy, but keeping them active in their teen years can be a challenge. Aim for an hour of physical activity every day. If they like sports, that's a great place to start. Keep the focus on fun, not winning, and encourage your child to do a variety of activities. If your child isn't meeting that 60-minute goal, gradually increase their activity in ways they enjoy. For more, talk with your pediatrician or visit HealthyChildren.org. Hi, this is Lisa Downs, host of Reigniting You, the show that takes a positive, forward-looking approach to mid to late career transitions for Gen Xers and Boomers every Wednesday afternoon at 3 o'clock Pacific. Whether you're looking to stay in the traditional workforce, do your own thing, or retire or semi-retire, Reigniting You is your source for career transition advice, inspiration, and insight for what's next in your career and life. Join me Wednesdays at 3 o'clock to get re-energized, recharged, and reignited. against the grain has never been this much fun. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. Today we're talking about following the road to your expertise. This is something that I talk with my writing students about quite a bit. If you're interested in finding out more about programs coming up, I have a website at www.coachdebbie.com. And Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y, coachdebbie.com. One thing coming up, it's just two weeks away before we close the doors on this for a bit, 
is my program that helps you become the blogger or the podcaster or the book writer that you've wanted to become. And we really narrow that course down to 90 days of real intention. And I work with you actually a little before and, a, and quite a bit afterwards. But if, if that's something on order for you to become a podcaster, to get your blog going, to get your book going, even worked with someone recently on a TED Talk, uh, we can make that happen for you in 90 days. So even if you only have two words written down of what you want to do in 90 days, you're going to be up and going. So if that interests you, why don't you check me out at www.coachdebbie, that's D-E-B-B-Y.com. Like I said, I open that up a few times a year. And right now the doors are open for that. And I'd love to talk to you about it. So this road, following your road to expertise, of course, you're probably already a step ahead of me and you're aware that anything you become expert at or any road of expertise you find yourself on is going to involve a certain amount of time, for sure, and a certain amount of focus and maybe a certain amount of clarity, a certain amount of attention, a certain amount of energy. And what I'm finding is all those five things are really the same thing. Anytime I'm saying, you know, I, I need to put more energy into this, I'm also saying a little more clarity, a little more attention, a little more time. I'm finding all those things are the same thing. So if I'm on the road to my expertise, I'm basically investing. I'm investing some energy, whatever your word is, energy, time, clarity, focus, whatever that word is for you, because I'm interested I'm interested in writing. I'm interested in creating a TED Talk. I'm interested in in putting out a 26-week blog post every year. So what does that look like now that I'm interested, now that I'm getting focused? As you move down that road, you're going to find yourself then making more decisions Because while you're interested in that expertise, that focus, life keeps happening. But it's the stuff that makes you create that tells you where your expertise is going to bloom. So, for example, when I was real young and I started writing, I started with a journal. This was my first invitation to knowing that I even cared about writing. I went to that journal almost on a daily basis. And giving that journal time and giving it my attention, because I was just a little kid, what I found was I wanted to keep coming back and giving it time and giving it 
attention. And what that led to were things that associated with that road of journaling. Because it was just a little person not thinking about expertise. So I found myself doing a lot of reading. And reading and writing, they sort of go hand in hand. And I continued to write and I continued to read more and more advanced things. But my interest for writing grew into wanting to create more and create new kinds. So I started to notice I didn't just want a journal, but I wanted to create characters and take them on certain journeys or plots. So I started doing that. So now I'm not just on a road where I have an interest and I'm not just on a road where I have an interest and I'm giving it time and I'm giving it some attention, but I'm also now creating. I'm creating characters. I'm making things that will stay in the world. It's not just my thinking. I'm creating. And that I find is one of the first keys for you to realize, am I going to stay on this road or am I going to find a new interest? Because the more you create, the more you are, cre- you are basically committing and deciding to be on that road. Uh, just this last weekend, my, my sweetie and his daughter uh, got active in a campaign where they needed a sign. And the sign had criteria. It had to be a certain size, big, big sign. It Actually, it needed lighting. And he has all the skill to make that happen. And it, they needed materials. And they needed funds. So they put their time and attention at about the level of, oh, 20 hours of a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday into making this sign. And what I would say is they took her her budding real interest and her fascination of making a difference in the world and combined it with her dad's expertise of of so what would that be engineering electronics lighting i don't even know it, it's it's all his area but they combined their efforts and they really focused and let me tell you the signage they created is pro it's beautiful and what went into that that desire that interest that time that focus that attention which led to the next decision, a little more commitment. We thought we'd do this in two days. It's looking like it's going to be three. Oh, my goodness, I think it's now going to be four. And what do you know? That was just a short journey of four days where, for example, his daughter, who had never created a sign before, has now gone through many of the steps. And I would think if this program that she's involved in 
asks her to do another one, she might even take it to a deeper level of sign making. I don't really know. But she's on a road right now of expertise. She's on a road of having a cause that matters to her. And she was asked to prepare signage for it. So more and more mode is coming with her on this road. She, she collaborated with her dad. It might be that in her future, she's going to be writing proposals. So it won't be so much signage, but it might be, you know, a, a, a 10 page perspective, perspective, perspective. I can't, sometimes I can't say the word that's on my mind, but you know, the one I want, the, perspective. I'm going to go back to proposal. The proposal (laughs) Um, that allows her to go further and further into her expertise. Now, it's important here because we're talking about the positive side of it. It's important to talk about the fact that it is natural when you're on a road to come across roadblocks. Uh, when when my brother and I were traveling in France, we came across, <laughs> we had just been in our rental car for about two minutes. And the first sign we saw was detour. And I said, oh, detour, you know. And my brother goes, wow, that word really is French. And I said, well, it's a good thing that we've long since adopted that word in the States because we know what it means. <laughs> we need, we know it means the road you were planning on uh, is not open. It's not open. You're going to have to go another way. So even in our own spiritual growth or in our writing or in our business plans or whatever road to expertise we're taking, we're going to run into blocks. We're going to run into detours and we're going to be stopped and not know what to do with that. So I want to talk to you about about a theory that had a lot of impression on me. This is a theory created by Michael Neal, who I think I've, I've spoke, I know I've spoken to you about him. He is the founder of the Super Coach Academy. He is also uh, the founder of the Genius Catalyst. And he's, he's one of the coaches I turn to over and over again for inspiration and for mentoring. And he talked recently about this notion of the four horsemen of the mental apocalypse. Now, I know this sounds like a terrible road to be on, but just hang out with me for a minute here. He talks about what I want to call roadblocks. And according to him, there's four major ones. One roadblock is basically fear. It's a word we say all the time, but it's just something that gets in our way, our fear. He also talks about stress. He talks about the notion of pressure. 
And he talks about the one he warns us most about this last one called discouragement. Now, if you ask me, these four really, really go together because they are all scary things. They're all scary things that we might see while we're on our road of cultivating our expertise. So if you're on the road of cultivating your next TED Talk, or if you're on the road of cultivating your podcast or your memoir or your book of short stories, it's not uncommon to run into some fear or a little stress. It's not uncommon to start to put pressure on yourself. I'm, I'm a real wizard at this. I'm, I'm great at self-imposing deadlines that don't even exist. But I do it to kind of amp up the adrenaline and, and to get myself moving again. Let's move. Let's go. Um, it doesn't help, though. It really doesn't help. What it, what it does is it scares me. And then, of course, there's discouragement. Now, what I, what I find is that fear and stress and pressure might slow you down, shut you down, make you stiff and scared and unwilling to walk further down your road of expertise for a while. But discouragement, at least in my history... Uh, that makes me turn around and head in a different direction altogether. It makes me question why I ever had interest in this in the beginning. It makes me even wonder why I've invested such time and energy and attention. You've heard the term throwing the baby out with the bathwater. It, it's that place. Discouragement will... Uh, what does Michael Neal call it? He, he calls it the dream killer. Discouragement is your dream killer. So I've come to understand that when I'm following my road of expertise and I'm allowing one thing to lead to another, I'm collaborating with people, and then all of a sudden I get a little scared or I see a little a little roadblock or I think something's too hard for me to do and I'm feeling the stress or the pressure around that, I find I, I can deal with a little stopping there or a little adrenaline to try and push me through there. But if I let it go to the point of discouragement, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble because I might leave that road. This is the road to my expertise. If I don't recognize it as that anymore, I'll see this discouraging road as a place where I don't belong, and I'll remove myself. And I would say that this is not just me. This is part of the human experience. And it's what I want to warn you against. The discouragement you might be seeing right now or you saw recently on your road of expertise is on your road of expertise. 
It's not a different road. But discouragement will be what makes you leave this road if you continue to entertain discouragement. Now, I know I dropped something heavy on you, so I'm going to give you a break and we're going to come back and talk about it more. And I have three examples to share with you. So I hope you will return. We're going to be right back after this break. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. We all make promises, big and small. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. I do solemnly swear to help you when you're in need. To be considerate and caring. To be your loving, faithful friend. Partner. Child. Parent. Neighbor. One of our most important commitments is to support our nation's veterans. Learn how you can help a veteran going through a difficult time by visiting maketheconnection.net. I'm Rick Unger, host of The Rick Unger Show. Join me weeknights from 12 to 2 for rational radio, progressive policies, but no BS from either end of the political spectrum. We dig deep on the critical issues of the day with experts and newsmakers to figure out how to move our country forward. So join us for a conversation where we talk with each other, not at each other. That's The Rick Unger Show, weeknights from 12 to 2 on 1150 a.m. KKNW. Working hard to put a smile on your face. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. We are journeying down that road to your expertise today. Whatever that is that you are claiming more and more experience with, that just might lead to you being an expert. In fact, you might be an expert right now. And it was only today, listening to this, that you started to think, wow, maybe I need to claim that. Expertise begins with our interest in something. When we give ourselves the time and the energy, the focus, the attention, and like I was saying, all that stuff is sometimes the same thing. But when our interest leads to our, our time, our clarity of doing something again and again, going further and further with it again and again, we find that we're getting creative. And it's in that physical act of creating more and more that our depth of knowledge in something evolves. And we find then, gosh, I am actually on the road of expertise. It's a time when we realize that we're not trying to get to some fancy castle off in the distance 
we're just really identified with a certain road that we know takes us deeper and deeper into a challenging and exciting forest that we want to be in. We want to be in it. We don't know exactly where it leads, but what we know is that we have the courage to create, and that happens by putting one foot in front of the other and going down that road. But what I was saying before the break is that it's natural to come up against blocks or detours that there there are things that scare us. They're fear, they're stress, they're pressure. And, And those things are natural to run into. But what we don't want to do is entertain that to the point that we become so discouraged that we leave our road to expertise. So let me just talk to you about some examples here. I was having a great conversation with Rebecca the other day. We were talking about the notion of memoir, and she was sharing a story with me that I think anyone who was listening to the story would see her fragility in the story. But one thing that I saw was that as the story went on, she became more and more adept, and that's what led to strength. So without going into detail, sometimes when we're on a particular road where we walk slowly in the beginning, uh, we, we become a little more introverted in the beginning. We, we really have our senses heightened in the beginning. But that's a way of building strength. We might feel fragile in the beginning, But if we move slowly down the road and pay attention, we are gathering a certain strength for that road. And then as fears and stressors come up, we have the strength to deal with them. We remember how we felt fragile early on and we lean into our experience and that helps us cultivate our expertise. Getting just a little bit more into a story where there's detail, Michael is a uh, Toastmaster who has decided to develop a podcast. Soon his podcast will be going public. And you can imagine that when you decide to buy the equipment to dedicate a room in your house for this, to weekly create interviews, to go after some of the best in a particular field and interview them, you're going to come face to face with certain fears and certain pressures. But in those early days, what you're doing is you are, you are wandering and exploring that road because it's leading to your expertise. Someday he's going to be sitting there doing a podcast and saying to his interviewee, uh, this is my 1,000th podcast. 
and it'll probably go differently than his 100th or his 50th or his third. As he goes down that road, he is, I'm not saying that he won't run into fears and pressures, but I am saying that he is cultivating a certain expertise. Now, we could talk in great depth of where fear and pressure and just that whole scarcity comes from. But what, what I really want to leave you with today is the notion that it's A, normal to run into fear and pressure, and B, we want to be with it so that we don't go into discouragement. That's, that's almost like, do you, re, do you remember when uh, you were young? And let, let's take school. You going to school, maybe there was a, a class where you had some challenges. Unlike the class where you were on your road to expertise and you were full of interest and you were full of time and clarity and excitement for it. Uh, for me, that was literature. I had loads of time to do that homework. But algebra, not so much. And I, I remember falling behind in the class because of my fears. And then I remember feeling the pressure that I had to catch up and really, really studying. And then... I remember taking a test and bringing home a C minus, a C minus. Ooh, not a good grade. And I remember my stepdad saying, I am so disappointed in you. Oh, boy. I I don't know what could have been worse. I really don't. Uh, Discouragement and disappointment, they, they run in the same lane down the road, the the exact same lane. When you feel that discouragement has set in, or when you're aware that someone is disappointed in you, it's so natural to take a 180 and walk in the other direction and just give up, to drop that class, to claim defeat, It's very hard to find your curiosity. So what I'm saying here is know that that's part of the road to expertise and what's going to help you with it is in the early days when you're feeling the interest, when you're feeling, when I feel the interest to go to school and I know that I'm going to be giving my time to all the subjects. And there's going to be some that interest me more than others. The way to be an expert student is to realize that I'm going to have to cultivate some fluency in algebra. I might be very fluent in literature because it really holds my interest. It really keeps me captivated. But because I decided that school mattered, I had to do my part 
and not just get discouraged, get dis- disappointed, turn around, do that 180, drop the class and never go back. That didn't serve me because getting a high quality education was part of my goal. And being on that road to expertise, knowing that literature was going to rise and and be my major at some point, I still had to show at least competency in that area of algebra. And a C minus wasn't going to cut it. So face-to-face with another person's disappointment or with my own discouragement, that tells me I'm still on the road. I'm still on the road of my following that road of my, my expertise. But if I delight in the notion that disappointment and discouragement is going to take over, I'm actually going to get thrown off the road. And I don't want that. I don't want to be thrown off. Now, as we get older, of course, we have more choices and we don't have to do things like take algebra. But, you know, you know, because maybe you run your own business or maybe you work a 40 hour a week job or maybe you have five children or maybe you own a lot of real estate, whatever it is that you are responsible for, you know, things come up that cause discouragement. So what I want to say is notice that you, when you're really interested, when you're really creating, when you know you are on your road of expertise, expect low moments, but do not let yourself spend loads of time in the lowest because that's just going to make you think this is not your road. And that's just not true. Stress, it's normal. Pressure, we do it to ourselves. But those, those bottoming out spots of disappointment, discouragement, you just don't belong there. Notice that they're coming, but let yourself turn that around. I want to, um, I want to share Al's story real quickly because... Al was a longtime teacher and still from time to time comes back and offers his services. But he was one of the first teachers I ever had that helped me through my college courses as a visually impaired person. So his job was to make sure that whatever accommodations the college could offer me, I received those accommodations. And so Al was a a counselor in disability services. And so I asked him, when did you find yourself on the road to expertise? And he, he made this timeline for me of sharing that it started with his aunt when he was a very young boy. His aunt had an IQ of about 50 uh, which in, in the olden days, we would call that a severe state of mental retardation. She, she was very slowed. And he would remember walking down the street with her and the kindness that the neighbors extended toward her. He 
He remembered how great it felt to be in her presence. He, he felt an interest to be with her. He wanted to invest time and intention with her. And that led to him being curious about how we all learn. It shaped some of the classes that he took when he grew and went to college. It shaped the major that he got involved in. It helped him decide the conferences that he would go to. It helped him decide which jobs to take and which jobs didn't feel like they were really following that expertise of working with people that have a certain marginalized disposition. And in his mind, it was a place of real interest and intrigue. It kept him creating. It kept him happy. It kept him wanting to go down that road. So, my friends, what I'm trying to say here is that our stories of following our road to expertise, they often start when they're really when we're really young, where we're really interested, where we're curious, where we're giving some time, some attention, and one step after another leads to going further and further down that road. It's not that you're trying to get to a final place. It's that you want to continue. If I say nothing here that, that sticks with you, I want this to stick. It's that you're committed to continuing with the road. And you continue with a level of delight, even when you meet up with fear and with stress. Take a break there. Take a break and know this is part of the road because you are following it and experiencing your expertise. Oh, I hope this serves you as writers, as storytellers, as people that are just noticing the stories you live by. These are the things I love to talk about. So please come back next Thursday and join me for another episode of Story You Talk Radio. I'm your host, Coach Debbie. And until next week, namaste, my friends. <laughs>